It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Friday Afternoon's Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. I want to begin the show by giving you something today. The Balmoral Show is on soon. It's on from Wednesday the 10th until Saturday the 13th of May at Balmoral Park, Lisburn. It is one of the greatest shows in Ireland. A family show, lots of live animals, stage uh, entertainment, food and shopping. It's all there for you. And it's going to be jammers. I have a pair of tickets to give away to you this afternoon on the show. And it's quite simple, really. All I want you to do is identify this farm animal. Yes, they're lovely and they're seen round many farmyards. What is that animal that you've just been listening to there? Farm animal 086-1800-658. That's the WhatsApp or text number. Send me in your answers now and we'll pick somebody before the end of the show for those tickets for Balmoral. That's the 10th to the 13th of May at Balmoral Park, just outside Lisbon. A wonderful, wonderful show. 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text with your answers, please. Now, unless you're on another planet, you will know that the new King of England, Charles III, will have the crown bestowed on him tomorrow. Yes, it's Coronation Day tomorrow in England. And I'm delighted to be joined today by Dundalk Woman, who is a free woman of the City of London. She's into her horses. She's a legendary fundraiser. And I want to hear how she's feeling about tomorrow and what's going to happen. Sheila Bailey, welcome again. Thanks, Gary. Love you to hear from you. How are you? I'm really good. And how are you? Well, I've been out all morning. Um, I was out at six o'clock with the hound, which was the best part of the day. It was lovely then. Um, Certainly everywhere. The country is decorated. Um, The the rural area where I live, I even laugh to myself coming home. You know the the de-restriction signs? Um, on the road. Yes. They're no longer black and white. They're all red, white and blue. (laughs) Everything is decorated. Um, Houses are done up. People have all sorts of things planned. As I sit here talking to you, the rain is hammering down. Uh, The weather forecast is terrible. But, you know, people have grasped this. All sorts of people. People who have sort of, you know, a deep allegiance to the crown. People who've only been here for no length at all, you know, they're just, it, it, it's a rare occasion. It's, it's mm. something most people will only see once in their lifetime. 
That is so true when you think back to the last time there was one when Queen Elizabeth was a very young lady indeed. Look, uh, there's always lots of chatter around this and especially on the Irish side here. RTE are showing it tomorrow. There's a lot of controversy going on about that. Why are they doing it? You know yourself, there's two sides to every biscuit and that is understandable too. But on the ground in the UK, I've been looking at some recent surveys of people, you know, who uh, asking them, you know, about the coronation, what they think of it. A lot of young people are a bit indifferent to it. Would that be fair to say? Um, Do you know... It, it, well, it's not just young people, but I think it's how do you, how do you interpret indifference? Like I can tell you, I think it, it, every, the country looks wonderful. People are behind it. People are excited. There's another bank holiday weekend. I'm going to the races, you know. <laughs> um, but I think it's great. But I'm still going to the Guineas because that's what I would do. Mm. I mean, Newmarket is all decorated. It'll all be shown on big screens. People will celebrate. But I, I guess. And I've been thinking long and hard about this. It, it, people just feel a bit removed from it. I can un- times are very difficult. You know, we've just had, mm. as I'm sure you know, Jerry, we've just had local elections here. Um, complete disaster for the government. It's, the disaster is getting bigger as the day is going on. Um, we have lots of problems. We have a, um, a cost of living crisis. We have huge pressure on people. Um, lots of people are just enjoying the bit of joy it's bringing, mm. but maybe don't feel engaged with it. It's not necessarily negative. It's just, I'm taking what I can get out of it. Yes, and, and I, I hear, understand that. Yeah, and I hear what you're saying, and that's a very uh, sensible analysis, may I say, as well, that people have to live their lives and deal with the difficulties they have day to day, and that is understandable. Look, uh, the people have come from all over the world. This is on the other hand as well. People have travelled from the far ends of the earth to be in London tomorrow, to be there for this occasion. So it is something that captures the attention well beyond the shores of the UK. Oh, it does. And, you know, it's been noticeable for the past two weeks. Now, I've been, I haven't been in town this week because that was a conscious decision not to go into town. But for the past two weeks, Constitution Hill, which is the road that runs up the side of Buckingham Palace, is completely closed to traffic, has been for weeks. They've been building all the seating around Buckingham Palace for about three weeks. But the most recognisable thing is, and it's lovely, after COVID, it's lovely to stand on the tube or get on a bus or walk down the street and hear so many different voices talking in so many different languages. The economic impact of this is going to be significant for the UK. Mm. There's, there's, you know, you can't underestimate that. Yes. As an Irish woman who moved to the UK some time ago from Dundalk and integrated into society and have contributed enormously in the UK and in the whole area of uh, Irish-English relations as well, Anglo-Irish relations... What do you make? President Higgins is going, he's meeting Charles ahead of the uh, ceremony. But the significant thing is that Michelle O'Neill will be there. How do you feel about that? Um, <clears throat> slightly conflicted, to tell you the truth. I find it, I find it, a, little bit, um, I find it a little bit difficult to understand. But I go back, and this is the thing that always stays in my mind, to when we had the Ireland Fund lunch for Senator Clinton when she was, uh, Secretary of State Clinton when she was leaving. And she, she had her various places and we hosted a lunch for her in the Titanic Centre in Belfast. And on my table, I watched um, uh, Jerry Adams, walk, uh, Martin McGuinness walk across the room and get down on his knees and talk to this 
frail-looking old man, and I was fascinated watching this. And I got up and skirted the room to see who he was talking to. And then was Martin McGuinness on his knees with his ear close to Ian Paisley. Now, if ever the phrase hope and history rhyme, that was it for me. So if this goes on to enhance the engagement and the dialogue for years ahead, then it's the right thing to do. Charles himself, let's talk about the man himself. He's waited a long time for this, Sheila. By God, has he waited. And I know, like yourself, he's a man of the countryside. He loves the rural aspect of things, the, uh, that type of life, etc. He's a great champion of it as well. How, how do you feel for him? Um, I have great respect for him. I think he's a true professional. I think he grasped the opportunities he had when he was the king in waiting, when his mother was on the throne, to say all the things he wanted to say. We all thought he was mad as a bag of frogs, you know, 40 years ago when he was hugging trees and talking to plants and warning us that the planet was going to be ruined. Um, He was a man before his time, actually. He is a great convener. He is incredibly good with people. And I have heard so many stories of people who met him at one occasion and very often at an occasion that was perhaps, you know, a memorial or something in response to something that had gone wrong. And then 10 years later, they'd meet him at, you know, an anniversary and he'd walk up to them and remember some distinct detail about the conversation they had all that time ago. That takes a huge amount of professionalism. Mm. Um, I think he's he's a, he's a man of the time. I think he's served his apprenticeship, and um, in, when when you look at his attention to detail for the coronation, his inclusion, uh, the, the people he's, he's included in it, I think he's I, I think he'll be a great success. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, it's not without controversy either you know Harry's coming on his own herself is staying back in America with the children uh, I was surprised Sarah Ferguson didn't get an invite and she lives in, in their proximity every other day do you think aspects like that will take anything away from tomorrow? No um, I don't I don't think Sarah Ferguson will be too upset when you look at some of the people who haven't been invited Pamela Hicks, who was one of the late Queen's greatest friends, she hasn't been invited. Um, Princess Alexandra's family haven't been invited. People who are close inner members. Um, one of the things that I did think was poor was our politicians squabbling over who was getting invitations and who wasn't. You know, in the state we're in, they should have more important things on their minds. But um, I, I think, I, I hope... The Harry situation doesn't overshadow anything or not. I just hope nothing goes wrong. And I think everybody would wish that, that it passes off successfully in that as well. Uh, and uh, that the, the day is remembered for all of the right reasons. So tomorrow he will be officially crowned. He will be the King of England, King Charles III. And then after him, uh, William is next in line for the throne. But uh, given his mother's longevity, he may have to wait a little while himself, Sheila. Um. I I hope he remains on the throne long enough to let um, William raise his family. I think that would be a good thing because so far they seem to have given those children as much of a, a normal life as you can do when you're the heir to to a throne. Um, I have a feeling. 
I have a feeling it won't be that long. Mm. I don't think he'll stay there forever. Mm. Yeah, he certainly won't uh, reign as long as his mother did, Elizabeth, uh, being a crowned queen. So young in her lifetime and then uh, living that long, long life indeed. Anyway, Sheila, lovely to get a feel for it today on the ground with the colours, how people are feeling and you are feeling too. And tomorrow is the day. It is being shown on RT and a range of channels across uh, the uh, spectrum and it will have huge viewership in this country. Believe you me, it will. Come at the hour. Come at the king. <laughs> there you are. Sheila, always lovely to talk to you. Thanks so much for Thank joining you. me on the show, Sheila. Take care of yourself. My pleasure, Jerry. Bye-bye. 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 That's Sheila Bailey from Dundalk, uh, based in the UK. Free woman of the city of London with our thoughts on uh, Prince Charles' coronation tomorrow. Now, a good friend of ours joins me next. He was the first golfer with a disability to play on the DP World Tour. And he was out in Japan recently playing on that tour. But he He's been out and telling us and telling everybody that he's received some very negative comments online. Brendan Lawler, afternoon. Great to talk to you. How are you, Jerry? How's things? How are I, you? I'm really good. And thanks for joining me on the show. I'm bloody well annoyed by this, Brendan, when I saw what you had to say. Just remind listeners, what what happened? What was this about? Yeah, it's, it's, it's annoying everyone but me, to be honest, Jerry. It's, um, it was just the... DP World shared a video and it got a lot of positive feedback but unfortunately it got a lot of negative feedback with that social media. But it's not the fact that it annoyed me but I thought it was a great opportunity to use my platform for other disability golfers that are going to be getting opportunities like this mm. and maybe a coping mechanism to help them yes. when something like this happens because it's always going to happen. It's not going to change. It's just life. But I just thought it was a perfect time and a perfect way for other people to maybe take an example and, and not let it deny them. And, and and who are these people? Do you know? Are they anonymous trolls, as usual, that are keyboard warriors? You know the crew I'm talking about? Yeah, they probably are. Well, as we said, we, I always focus on the good. and <clears throat> It's the first time where anything's gone up, where it's really got harsh, not harsh criticism, but a lot more than usual mm. and I was reading through them and the only thing that really annoyed me is I have a perfect comeback for every one of these but I'm in a position that I can't say them and also my family have to read it as well which is pretty tough and it's not annoying you is that what you're saying to me? honestly I, I don't mind it doesn't bother me I spoke to my manager about it and he was like does it annoy you? I was like it doesn't annoy me I've, I've lived my whole life like this people have looked people have said stuff and it doesn't affect me, but I thought it was a great opportunity just to highlight the manner. Haven't people little to be doing? I'm telling you. <laughs> Nothing to be asked. Nothing to be at, to be honest with you. What in the name of God would anybody take to social media to comment at all about? And you only doing good for, as you say, other people who in the future will follow your footsteps. You know what, Brendan? I'm delighted to hear that you're saying it, it, you're not taking it that seriously. But you know what? You're right to highlight it. I'd say you've got an enormous response, have you? Yeah, it got, it got more feedback than I thought it was going to get. It was, um, it was actually a, it was an idea my brother came up with because he was reading these like, this is a, this is a joke. He's like, what are you going to do about it? I said, Liam, this doesn't annoy me. I said, this is life. It's going to happen. If you're putting yourself on a platform, there is people out there that might begrudge what you're doing and, and want to tear you down with these comments. And He said, do you think it'd be a good, a good time to highlight it? 
because disability golf is getting bigger in the world, disability sport in general is getting bigger. He said, you could be at the forefront of something big here and maybe stop some of the trolls or maybe they could think about things they're going to say before or think about people's feelings before they're going to say stuff like this. So my brother came up with a great idea and said, why don't you come up with a picture? I said the idea to my management team. They said, that's a great idea. So um, good friend of mine, Niall Horn, he he runs my social media. He does all that, good, does all, all that kind of stuff. And hey, don't you be name dropping now. <laughs> he, um, <laughs> he got behind it. So if he gets behind anything, it, it, it gravitates it. To, to another level yes. so DP World got behind it Shane Larry got behind it. like so many big big figures in, in the world of Irish world and, and sport in general got behind it and um, it wasn't an attention seeking mission it was a mission for other people to take example and maybe cope with it if it happens to them Good on you. And I have somebody else here who wants to say something to you because he's my next guest on the show and you just might know him. Mr. Des Smith has just dropped into the studio here and he wants to say something to you, Des. Yeah, yeah, that's unfortunate to hear that sort of stuff, I must say. But Brendan, you're doing a great job um, and people are very proud of what you've done so far and keep doing it because you're dead right. Uh, Golf and disability golf and all forms of sport want to promote everybody in the game. And you're setting a good example. So the unfortunate thing about social media, which I have to say I don't use at all, um, anybody can get up and say anything they want. No name, no picture. So, you know, I'd be inclined to ignore a lot of that. Exactly, yeah, 100%. Thanks very much, Des. Thank you. Uh, no, it's uh, nice of Des to join us and mention that. But that is true, Des. You know what I mean? It's very easy. I said it a moment ago there to hide behind the keyboard, a computer, faceless, nameless. They've not, you know, they've nothing to them, really. Have well, they? that's really it. That's it. They, they've nothing else to do. And I think if they had to stand up in front of a microphone and a crowd and have their picture taken and then say these type of very disappointing things, let's face it, mm. people are trying to move forward in every aspect of life. Um, they wouldn't do it. Mm. It's because they're behind a cloak. They think they can get away with it. But golf won't be deflected in general by... Absolutely. I I won't use the word I could use about to describe these people, but golf is committed. Absolutely. All sports are. Yes. Yeah. Every sport has their goal and their vision and they're trying to do good. Everybody's trying to include more people in all aspects of life, sport in particular. Yes. And that's the way forward. And Brendan, you've seen that as well, being on the tour yourself. You spoke to me in the past about the guys, the pros, how much of an encouragement they are to you. And, you know, you're part of it, Brendan. Yeah, 100%. The guys have been supportive from day one. and It was nice to see some of them jump on and, and hop on the reaction as well. But um, it's been unbelievable. Like, the tour has given us an amazing platform to do good and to do something different and um, I think people are enjoying it Absolutely and I, and you're a boy I wouldn't be playing for a fiver either <laughs> Nor me by the way <laughs> There you are forget about me Mr Jez Smith the legend won't be playing you for the fiver either I think that's one of the best compliments you can ever get we, We'll have to arrange that game though sometime we keep talking about it but we'll have to won't we Exactly No we'll get it done we'll get it done sometime soon. Anyway where are you next what's, uh, what's uh, your schedule ahead? <clears throat> yeah, I fly to England on Monday. We have the first ever disability open in Woburn. So it's a field of 80 players with a diverse number of different disabilities and um, it's definitely going to be a groundbreaking <coughs> event. It's the first one ever and you'll be crowned champion golfer of the year and hopefully edge a bit more in history again. So um, 
it's one I'm really looking forward to. Uh, I have to mention the weather. I'm always on about it on this show, but my God, even looking out today, what is it like at the minute when you're back home here? It's not ideal uh, practice conditions, or it hasn't been for a while. No, I was, I'm in RD here at the minute, practicing on the greens, and you rang me and there was a shower, so it was a perfect time to say it all. <laughs> Maybe I should compliment the gods above and the weather when that happened to facilitate this uh, this, this afternoon. Uh, exactly. But, uh, you know, you, you're a strong guy. You know that yourself. And that's why we're chatting to you today to say, listen, these people absolutely ignore them. They have no basis, oh, yeah. no nothing, no credibility. You know what you do. We're right behind you. You know that all the way. You're a very good friend of ours here. You hear Des with us today. Everybody's right behind all you guys in what you really do. And keep it. on doing it. 100%. Thanks so much. Thank you very much for joining me on the show today. Thank Glad you, to and, and the best of luck, later. Brendan. The best of luck. Thanks very much, Des. See you later. Have a good one. Take Thank care. You. That's great. Yes, uh, Des. When you when you hear that, like my God Almighty, it just yeah. You wonder though, Jerry. It it happens right across the board. I mean, um, you, you know, I'm a radio listener, listener, and people say something on a radio trying to do a, a, a piece of goodness. And yet they're slated from every angle. You often wonder what goes on in these people's head. Do they not get out and see what's going on in the world and mm. the, wor- the hard work that uh, societies are doing, volunteers are doing? You know, this is the way forward. That's the way forward. And yet they just want to knock and knock. I, I actually don't understand the mentality. Neither do I. Anyway, Dave Smith is staying with us. He's with us after two because he's here for a very special reason today. The Legends Tour is coming to Sea Point Links just outside Drada and we're going to be talking about it after news headlines at two o'clock. Eight-time winner on the European Tour, twice winner on the PGA Champions Tour in the USA, five times winner on the European Seniors Tour, twice a member of the European Ryder Cup team, vice-captain of the Ryder Cup and the only golfer to win European Tour events in four different decades. Des Smith, you're so welcome to Late Lunch. Thank you very much. I was to do that, you know, and then you you jumped in with Brendan and thanks very much for doing that. I want to say that was really special. Thank you indeed. Um, and you're here today in your capacity as co-host of the Irish Legends Tournament that's coming to Seapoint Golf Links between June 22nd and 25th. Of of course, a course that you designed and built back in the early 90s. I this did. must be special to you. It is special. Declan Brannigan and I were given the job to come up with a golf course back in the very early 90s. And I must say we were very happy with the result and it's come along very nicely over the years. It's improved all the time. There's been a few issues, obviously, with with the new ownership in recent years, but that was as a consequence of the financial crash. So a lot of people got hurt back then. But look, uh, they, they've new owners. They've invested a million euro in the complex and the place is looking fantastic. And preparing for the biggest tournament it's ever staged. Yes, this is the equivalent of, uh, say, the Irish Open. This is the Irish Legends for over 50s. Okay. So it's senior golf, um, but it's a big event. It's part of the Legends Tour, which they play all over the world, actually. And, uh, yeah, it's very exciting. And there's going to be some great names coming, both players for the event, and they have a celebrity pro-am on the 
Thursday of the week. Yes, the 22nd. The 22nd. And uh, you know, like some of the names that are coming there are unbelievable. I'm just looking because you have a list here in front of you. And I'm only dipped into this list. Can I, can I, can, I was giving out to Brendan Lawler for name dropping, but yes. can I drop a yeah. few names now Go if you ahead. don't mind? Go ahead. Gianfranco Zola. Yeah. Oh, what Unreal. a footballer, that yeah. and manager. Teddy Sheringham. Well, I think he is, he's one of the highlights. Teddy Sheringham was an unbelievable player uh, for lots of clubs, but the famous goal he won, he scored to win the European Cup yeah. uh, he's he's scored more you know that series they have on Sky Soccer where the 100 best goals I don't know how many goals he scored <laughs> after that but he's been an amazing player yeah. and went on for so long he did and he's a fanatical golfer and a bloody good golfer yeah. James Nesbitt the actor he yeah. loves it he's been at the Legends for the last few years I heard Daniel O'Donnell was down having a sneak practice yeah somebody, somebody did told you hear me that, that? Yeah, so he's better watch him well, you see, there's um, there's a big bonus at this. There's a there's a celebrity series, yes, and they can if they keep playing well, they play these around the legends tournaments, and they can qualify for a final event in Mauritius at the end of the year, and if they win it, they can donate a hundred thousand pounds, I think, no, it'll be euros, to their own charity. That's some prize. So you can play. Enjoy it. Yes. And then there's a bonus if you win it. And the bonus is your charity gets 100 grand. No wonder O'Donnell was down yeah. practicing. I get well, I'd get... love him to win because we, <laughs> we know the money would come back to Ireland. Absolutely. Uh, as well, Andrew Strauss. What a cricket player. And Joe Canning, our own Joe Canning. Yeah. Hurlers generally can play this game. Hurlers are great. They? Hurlers can't are great they? golfers, yeah. Yeah, and uh, there's so many more names. We could keep going on and on there that are taking part in the celebrity yeah. event, which is on the 22nd. And then on the 23rd, 24th, 25th, you go into the competition proper. Yeah. Now, something you said there it's for 50 and over you've guys coming into this fresh from the main tour these fellas can play all of them yes yes they can Um, um, Michael Campbell for one Michael Campbell won the US Open yes Um, Paul Laurie for another yes Paul Laurie was Open champion and a member of the famous Ryder Cup team the Miracle in Medina yes so I mean they've got great names along with Ian Woolsnum of course yes who was ranked number one in the world at one stage and I love watching Ian play I mean he's a small man uh, and he still hits the ball fantastic yes he really does so and I, I have to say as well, Paul McGinley is coming, he which is, is great. Yes. Good friend of yours. He's yes. going to be here playing as well. And I heard during the week, um, and I, I think it is for sure, on, on, on the local front, Gary Murphy. Oh, that's great. I believe has yeah. declared as well that he's going to be there. That, that'll give us a, a big local in, in interest. Yeah. And I know they're discussing with Jose Maria Canizares. Yes. I don't think they have confirmed that yet, but it's looked like he will be coming. Now, there's twice a Masters winner. Yes. And... Uh, and a great Ryder Cup captain as well. And as you well know, the, the call on these great players is substantial around the world. Everybody wants them, yes, don't they? Different yes. tours, different places Correct. to play. Correct. I, well, that's one of the reasons they asked me to get involved <laughs> as one of the co-hosts. I'm yes. co-hosting with Roddy Clark. Roddy, yes. People might remember, well, his father was the, probably the most famous amateur Irish golfer of all time. Ever, yeah. But Roddy won in East of Ireland way back. Can't think what year it was, about 73 or 74. It's a long time ago. Yes. But Roddy's been involved in golf and uh, for a long time. Management and stuff like that. But they asked me to get involved. So so I've written to a lot of these top players and 
as much of as anything it's it's a friendship thing you know yes. i've i've told them the reason i'm involved we're trying to support the allowed me down syndrome uh, society and we're going to try and raise some good money for them i'm not exactly sure how we're doing it yet but i know that all ticket sales on the sunday will be going to the allowed me down syndrome very good yeah so i've told them that's the reason i'm involved and as a consequence most of these guys are all saying yep I'm going to be there to support. That's wonderful. Yeah. It really, really is. And I must mention, when you look at the previous winners, uh, in recent times, 2021, Thomas Bjorn, yeah. uh, Philip Price, the yes. great Welsh golfer last year, who will lift the trophy this year, yeah. and it's going to be in Seapoint. You know, when you see these fellas, like yourself, the, the desire and the drive, it's always with you, isn't it, to win? Well, they do, and they still love the game. Yes, I mean, I'm retired. I retired four years ago, and it was mainly I was having injury problems, you know, rotator cuffs. My left knee was giving me it. But after 50 years of hitting golf balls, something's going to give. Mm. So these guys are in fresh in their 50s. Some of them are playing fantastic golf. Uh, and the rest of the tour, there's loads of Ryder Cup players coming as well. Um, so it should be a very, very tough competitive event the golf course i think will enhance the event because it's a fine uh, course very competitive and i think they'll enjoy it uh, you were talking about the weather earlier i just keep my fingers crossed we get a decent week there's it has to happen because <laughs> let's hope we've got all of this nonsense behind us by that stage yes. it has to be because it's just been awful around uh, this time legendstour.com all the information folks is there if you want to check it out legendstour.com all the detail about ticketing uh, times etc uh, is there for you to check it out but that's you know the pro am the pro ams yeah. that's the one thing about it. they're they're great fun aren't they? They are, yeah. And then uh, the celebrity will be a blast because of yes. all those names. Yes. But then uh, there's an alliance tournament where there's guys who play in these tournaments all around the world. Yeah. And um, they play with two pros and one amateur is the main event. Yes. The pros will be playing in the golf tournament and there's 30 amateurs. They play a stable for uh, a round and they compete for the amateur trophy as well. Right. So people can get involved at that level. Okay. Obviously, it's more expensive because you're, you're staying down in the Fairways Hotel in Dundalk for four days. You're... Everything is taken care of, transportation, food, and you play in the event. And um, as they say, made the best man win. Absolutely. So that is that available? Are there places oh, yes, available there? There, there? there are places. For there. amateurs? Yes. Do you have yes. to be of a standard? Um, well, well, you have to be able to play golf as far as I know. <laughs> uh, well, there is a cut, you see. Ah, yes. They play Friday, Saturday. Yes. So there's 30 of them and 60 pros. Two pros, one, one amateur. That's the team. And... Only 15 qualify for the final day. Okay. So, yes. uh, you and it is stable for it. So if you can make the cut, you're in there for the final day. And there's, there's TV as well involved. They do a, a TV program, Sky Sports. That's right. And they do an hour's uh, show on that the following week. Yeah. So you could become famous, you know. There you go. Jerry, you might have to think about it. <laughs> Oh, God, I'll have to get down to the practice range. I'll have to give Brendan Lawler a shout there. He'll have to give me, you too, to give me a little bit of coaching. But anyway, you never know. God is good. Um, but when you, when you mentioned that about the coverage and Sky coverage in particular, yeah. like they are the golf people for sure. Yeah. 
what that will mean to Seapoint Links ultimately, that showcase. Yes, that's important and I'm sure that's one of the reasons uh, that Cargolf have been involved. They want to showcase Seapoint uh, and uh, they've upgraded the place. It's a spectacular condition, even with the bad weather. I was there the other day. It's looking great. But th- there is about five or six weeks to run before this uh, is going to be played so it'll be even better in the middle of June you know so they'll be able to showcase it worldwide Uh, it certainly goes out across Europe and as far as I know uh, the Golf Channel take take the highlights in America so not only showcasing Seapoint but County Loud and the whole country all these things uh, attract golfers mm. and there are 33 million golfers in America mm. and at some stage in their lifetime they want to come and play Lynx Golf and we provide that service here very well. This uh, tournament the biggest ever uh, I'm sure the ambition that Car Golf have for the course uh, this is the start perhaps of yes. something even bigger? Yes we're hoping so because um they're trying to build the event up. Yeah, and this is a first time, and we're hoping it will be a success. And the 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 promoters, I spoke to them only the other day. They're looking forward to a three or four year run and try and build it up. Oh, very good. Yes. So uh, this yeah. is the beginning of something special. Well, we hope so. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Um, while you're with me, two things. The new handicap system, what do you make of it? Well, I haven't had a shot since I was 15 years of age and I really, I don't... I don't <laughs> Doesn't affect you. I don't understand it, actually. Uh, I've seen guys who were three handicapped going to scratch overnight mm. and they can't play to it. And guys off four going up to eight... And they're real hooks, you know. Yes. So I don't fully understand it, but they tell me it's over an aggregate of eight cards. So that's how they work out yeah. the handicap. Yeah. But certainly some of the scoring is, is beyond belief. Oh, yeah, I hear a lot of moaning about that. That's why I just said well, yeah. I take the opportunity when you were here. Uh, and uh, the PGA, the next major, the week after next, have you a fancy for Well, no, well, of course, we're always hoping for, for Rory or Shane or, or, yeah. or Seamus, you know. Yes. And the good news, they'll be coming back to town uh, for the Irish Open later in the year at the K Club. So, yeah, you know, we always hope it's one of those. Um, mm. But look, the competition is, is very severe out there and uh, if you haven't got your A game on those majors it's very hard to compete Mm. um, because the courses are set up so difficult. That's the one thing people don't realise. These majors are not like any other golf courses. They set them up so hard. Especially the US Open that's the most famous one. Yes, They, They try to make it that nobody breaks par. That's that's what they set out to do at the start of the week. So it's up to the players. Not only does it um, um, challenge their games, but their mental state as well has to be perfect. (laughs) That's so interesting because, you know, when you see them going under par, it just shows you the achievement that it is when you mention that. Yeah, the way they set it up. They're trying to keep keep them over par the whole time. Mm. They even sometimes trick it up. I'm not in favour of tricking courses up, but make it fair and hard. That's fine. What will Seapoint be like in June? Fair? Oh, very fair. Very fair to yes. everybody. That's yes. the main thing. Yes. It is indeed. The Legends Tour is coming to Seapoint Links between the 22nd and the 25th of June. Legendstour.com and we will be talking more about it here on LMFM Radio between now and the event itself. It's great to see you. You're looking marvellous. Thank you, Jerry. Thank yeah. you for joining me, Des. Great. I love TV. We watch TV. TV, here we go. TV. 
Themes. TV Themes with Jerry Kelly on The Late Lunch. Remember that TV movie we saw? TV, TV, TV! You must know that one. Your TV theme on late lunch this Friday afternoon. Do you know it? If you do, tell me what that programme is. Knock, knock. Who's there? That's how it works. It's called... Comedy? Comedy. Comedy, comedy. Comedy, sir. Comedy. Classic comedy. Classic comedy. On the late lunch. I love comedy. Yes, it certainly is classic today. And I was just thinking about the comedy. How could I make it timely and topical? Well, there's only one way to dip into the royal family, not the crowd from Buckingham Palace. You know the people I'm talking about. Yes, here, daughter Denise, hubby Dave and little David are as usual with Jim and Barbara in the royal household. Little David is the subject of conversation. Let's have a listen. Have you had a good day at school, little David? Yeah. Oh, did you do any reading? Yeah. Did you do any writing? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> winter coming on now today's. Yeah. <laughs> Can I have the Simpsons on, Grandad? Now, now, what do we say? Can I have the Simpsons on, please? No! Can I watch upstairs, Nana, please? Yes, of course you can, love. Thanks. He's a sociable little fella, isn't he? <laughs> oh, that reminds me, ma'am. Can little David stay over here on Friday? Oh, yeah, of course he can. What time till? Till Monday. Oh, yeah. OK, then. Yeah. Why, what are you doing? Well, we fancied a little breakaway. <gasps> oh, where to? No, no, away from little David. Oh, right. See, Dave really needs to spend some quality time on his own in the feathers. And I've got loads of catching up to do. You know what with Trisha and Jeremy Kyle? She's Sky Plus them, Barbara. Oh, did you, Denise? Oh, well, well done. <laughs> oh, how was that little David doing at school? Well, do you know how we thought he had attention deficit disorder? Yeah. Well, it turned out he just couldn't be bothered concentrating. Oh. Goody, Dave. What? Little David, not concentrating. Oh, yeah, he's got attention deficit disorder, Barbara. No, he's not, Dave. They told us that. Oh, yeah, they did, yeah. How's they been behaving this week? Well, I had to put him on the naughty chair four times last night. Swearing again? Yeah. What did he say? Homework, my arse. <sighs> Thing is, though, it's always me dishing out the discipline with him. Dave's dead soft with him. I put little David in the naughty chair, and Dave goes and sits in there with him. Oh, dear Dave. Oh, that's very thoughtful of you. Mm. Naughty bloody chair. What a waste of bloody time, that is. That's why the country's in such a bloody mess. We're trying to find crime in a bloody naughty chair. Oh, yeah, blimey. 
Who's been in the naughty chair? Oh, poor Nana who passed away. What a fantastic series it was. The Royal Family. Jim coming in there at the end. Classic, really classic comedy. One of my favourites of all time, I have to say. Yes, your comedy on Friday, The Royal Family, with the coronation in mind tomorrow. Here's Dermot Kennedy. Cracker this one. And kiss me on your late lunch. Thank you for all your comments. Hi, Jerry. When I was in London, a Millwall supporter I knew named his newborn child Teddy. After Teddy, sharing him who you were talking to Des there about in the context of the golf. The following week, he left for Knott's Forest. <laughs> that comes in from Stephen at Boy uh, this afternoon. Thank you indeed for that. I just want to say something before we move on on the show. Uh, if you were listening to Breakfast this morning, Chris Murray told you all that Seamus Farley is retiring. And I just want to say today on the show that I want to add my congratulations and best wishes to Seamus for the future. He was a very good friend of mine. He was great company to be in and pre-COVID in the mornings here when uh, Chris and uh, Seamus would finish the show. So we'd have an audience in the canteen and everything and anything was discussed and the fun we had. And he always had advice and an opinion for everybody. And I thoroughly enjoyed his company. I was sorry to hear when he took the stroke and that he wasn't well, but I've been in touch with him on a number of occasions since wishing him well. And I'm sad to hear that he's going. And I have to say this, he's left a huge legacy here on LMFM Radio. He'll never be forgotten and always be loved and appreciated. So Seamus, for myself today... I wish you all the best for the future and a very happy retirement. We move on on Late Lunch with our Women With Opinions because joining me this afternoon for a chat are Sinead Kavanagh and Kira Burke. And I saw you, Nathan, away there as I was talking about Seamus. Yeah, you both knew him. Of course you did. Yeah. Yeah, look at Seamus. You'd meet him at every catfight in the country as well. As a, as a, he was here, and I think he was kind of a stalwart of LMFM. Like, I mean, he's definitely part of the furniture. Yes, De- but you'd meet him at different events, and he'd be the photographer, and he'd he'd be taking the piss out of everyone. Mm. He was and, the nose uh, on the ground. Yeah, he no, was he, the he, nose he, on the yeah, he was absolutely. the nose on the ground. He was there to whatever was happening, whatever he was. He knew exactly what was happening. He had the pulse, yeah. the finger on the pulse of the northeast. Well, Chris, completely. Chris will miss him as well. I think. You oh, know. Yeah. I yeah. think it'll be... And you wish him well. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I think he'll be back. We had missed him uh, with the photography, you know, because he, he wasn't doing the photography um, after he'd come back, you know, obviously yes. after having the, having the stroke and uh, was delighted to at least hear him back on the airwaves. But um, it's it'll be a nice retirement. The door time. closes, yes. another opens. Absolutely. And he has to enjoy, enjoy himself it. now yeah. and there's no pressure on nice him as well it, yeah. and uh, good luck to him we say. The coronation, let's begin there girls. I was talking about it top of the show. Have you any opinion one way or the other? Will you be watching Kira? Of course I'll be watching. Oh my God, sure. Look, I'll be watching the, the style, the pageantry, the whole lot. Sorry, anyone who's not watching it and who kind of, I, I just think that it's a great spectacle. It's something that doesn't happen. Does it happen in any other place, uh, any other country to the extent of what they do it in the UK? I think it'd be fantastic. I think, you know, Charles has waited long enough for, for this event. I think he, he deserves to get um, a fair 
crack at the whip and um, I'll be out with my, my um, coronation quiche tomorrow and with my um, spinach and broad beans and I'll have it in the recipe and I'll have it all and I will get dressed up and I'll probably sit up well apart from the fact I'm working but I'll get see the highlights Okay so you welcome it I just read this comment Sinead before I get your opinion uh, Jerry. why would RT show the King's coronation uh, not our King of the Republic of Ireland remember a few weeks ago when President Joe Biden of the USA was on a visit here the English were critical towards us Irish people why why was the president? Uh, why was the president of the USA visiting Ireland? They were asking. They were making, asking questions like that. You know. And I've had another comment there to say, "Oh, pro uh, UK LMFM." What do you say? Right. So I'm so far on that fence. I've splinters. Right. Because a um, why wouldn't they show the coronation? They showed the World Cup. We don't all play football. Um, and on the other side of it. Um, we have to move on. We have to, if you continuously stand in the furrow of legacy, you never actually look out and upwards. And I, just, we have to move on. Um, like Kira said, <laughs> I'm laughing. I didn't know it was tomorrow. So I'll show you how, how interested <laughs> I am one way or the other. But yeah, if it's on the telly, I probably will. We're doing Darkness to Light in the morning, so I don't know what time it's on. It. I might not have surfaced at that Stats, stage. I think, early in the morning. Yeah, numbers, so yeah. I might get to see it because I might be back in my bed. Mm. Um, it'll be on all day, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there'll be highlights for the next four weeks. <laughs> it's one of those things that it's it's a part of, of world history. So it's one of those things, and I suppose maybe it's because I'm a parent, maybe it's because I'm nosy, you, it, you know, to say that you were around for that to happen, there's not an awful lot of our generation will be able to say they were around to see. Some will have been around to see two coronations. Mm. Do you know? So, like, it's part of world history. We've seen the presidents come and go in Ireland. We've seen the presidents come and go in the States. So I do have an issue with the amount of money, though. I just... That'd be the single mother in me, like that's but always on the watching other the pennies. On the other hand, like it's money. two billion to the UK economy every yes. year for yes. tourism. Fifty million and, um, more than his mother's. Well, I mean, like it's <laughs> fifty well, years later. Yeah, yeah. Years no, but later, I'm just saying it's two billion yeah. worth to their economy every yeah. year. Yeah. I mean, like you cannot laugh at that. Like no. that is, and I think apart from all the Brexit and the worries that they have, and the north of England is in in a heap. Um, I think that. The, the the UK need this to to put the spotlight back on them. I well, think yeah, they because they, they have they are suffering. Funny, Sheila Bailey was on top of the show originally from Dundalk, has lived in the UK. She's a free woman of London. Uh, she's a regular with me here on the show, and she said the very same thing that now a lot of people yeah. are preoccupied with daily life and the yeah. challenges. You know, and this is a yeah. bit of escapism. Oh, absolutely, for them. And they are struggling all over. after. Yeah, mm. they are struggling after Brexit. Mm. And do you know that bit of it? I love to see. I will love to see the community element yes. of the 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 um, broadcasting of the street parties and how everyone gets so involved and people do mm. come together and anything that brings people together for a bit of joviality and a bit of like that escapism yeah. and a bit of I laughter kind of, and I kind of envy them to an extent that we don't have something that we're, we get as excited about. Now I know we like if we ever get into the into like I mean Italia 90 like I mean that was like many years ago 40 years ago 1990 yeah, like, I mean, like, that was the last time that we really celebrated our Irishness. Now, like, in a massive way. Do you the know rug- what I mean? The Rugby World Cup is coming up. Exactly. And I was going Let's to say there's a presidential run coming in the next 18 <laughs> yeah, months or so as well. But I'm just saying that we, ne- we, don't, we don't put out our, our tricolour like the, the, the UK do. Like, we don't celebrate our Irishness enough. No. And I think that, like, I'm jealous of them that they have that to kind of celebrate the fact that they're English, whatever. We need to do it a bit more and not be under, under the shadow. Yeah. OK, let's move on to another coronation that's pending 
the Late Late Show presenter. Yesterday, you did hear the news that Claire Barnes said uh, she was withdrawing from the contest. Um, what do you think? Have you, have you anyone in mind that you, you would like to see presenting the Late Late Show? I think the Late Late Show should be canned, Jerry. I oh. think it has had its day. Yeah. Come yeah. on, it had many years. I think it, it should have been canned in in, in gay bo- gay's turn, t- like after he had done many years of forty years or something. So I think it should have been canned then and come up with something new. And it wasn't because it was a little platform for the boys to literally aim for. And I don't mm. mean that that there has to be a woman presenter, a female presenter, a male presenter. But it was that thing that you know Pat was chomping at the bit because he was on, you know, there he was nearly like nemesis to gay, and then and then Ryan was gay's protege so it was like well why wouldn't it it's what like I don't so know so what you figures. can Kira says scrap it what do you say yeah I mean I I don't watch it I don't know an awful lot of people that do watch it people tune in for like the toy show yeah you could have that throw that on once a year that's nearly be enough um, but <laughs> enough but as it's in its format in its like as a talk show it doesn't the interviewing is not great the structure is old. They don't leave enough space for people to actually, you know, really be interviewed and really give opinions and really show themselves. It's just, it's a bit archaic. Would you change the format if the format were changed? Look, I think that nowadays people are used to, say, a much quicker format. As you know, Jerry, your yeah. format has changed yes. and it's more yes. of a magazine yeah. type yeah. show. Yeah. So yeah. I think that the format needs to be like an hour long is fine. You know, get your yeah, guests in. Absolutely. Like, I mean, um, I think like the, the Graham, Graham Norton, Norton I was show. about Love to it. say, yeah, look at the Graham Norton. It's an hour. It's in. They're all on the sofa. There's nobody able to be too up their own, <laughs> you know, and it's just it's. it's but they kind of have life. a chat with, between each other. Yeah, well. everyone yeah. has yeah. a little bit. Yeah. But yeah. let's say, OK, we, I hear what you're saying. Scrap it, says Kira. You nearly go along with that. I'm not putting words in your mouth at all, Sinead, but you don't watch it either. But if you had the choice for someone to host a to new format, one-hour show. A new format, one-hour I'd love show. to do, I'd love to, to see someone like Maraid Farrell or I'd love to see someone new, someone someone different, someone that's not like on one of the main shows already. Okay. Like, you know, bring some yeah. new, new blood right. in. There's plenty of talent in this country. Do you know who I'd actually love to see do an hour sit-down conversation talk show where if you had three guests and or four guests in 15-minute segments, Anya Lawler mm. or Mary Kennedy. Mary's gone, you see. I know Mary's she's gone, gone but it doesn't I'd mean she can't come back see. as a subcontractor, Mary. Just I'd actually right love to see the likes of, um, say, OK, I know it mightn't happen, but say the likes of Michael O'Leary has it for one week. Uh, yeah, someone actually, else has it another week. Anne Doyle, I'd love to see Anne Doyle come yeah, in and kick he, up a bit But not even, not, even a, like, not even a broadcaster. I, someone out of the out of the. That's a very good idea. And actually, RT did that years ago. If you remember, uh, mm. Rhonda Paisley did a show and our dad yes. was the guest. Yeah. And they rotated the yeah. presenter Every and I think week. if they rotate and then they it's go a, a panel of different that people is not who are a bad quite, idea, quite I good. Ivan Yates, I miss him on the radio. I'd yeah. love to see him do the show. I'd love to see George Hook back to do something like, you know, and they could pick out their own three people, you know, get three people that yes. they think or whatever. So I just think that it just needs to be completely changed. And yeah. then, an hour. Uh, yeah, I mean, Definitely it's, it's a three hour show. I'm asleep by hour two. Have you an opinion? 086-1800-658 about anything we're talking about this afternoon. I'd love to hear from you. WhatsApp or text. That's 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. We've just uh, time to talk about something else before we head to, to the break. Um, the cost of shopping. Uh, I 
don't have to remind you girls I because I see it myself uh, it's just gone M-A-D mad should the government intervene? Is there intervention necessary, do you think, Sinead? I think, I think definitely, because when we look at the consumer, the general consumer, we're all being screwed and absolutely nailed to the wall with the utilities and groceries and all of our just day-to-day costs. And yet we're still looking constantly at the corporates, the multinationals and all of those organisations still not paying what they need to be paying in terms of taxation. We're still paying our taxes we're still getting, you know, you're, you're in the 20% bracket, you're 40% bracket. Nobody's giving you a break. Um, yesterday, sorry, <coughs> Leo was given out about the fact that anyone who's not income tax compliant is using their 500 euro rent payment because you're getting a rent. 500 euro, sure, wouldn't even pay for two weeks in most places. Never, not even two weeks. Do you know, for people renting a room. Um, so they just, they, I just feel that the government is so far removed from the reality on the ground of people's day-to-day life and struggle that they really need to cap on. None of them are going to be affected by any of this. They're all getting massive wages, like wages beyond other politicians in other countries, first world countries. It's nuts the amount of money they get. They get the golden handshakes when they go. They have their pensions. Plus they get their directions so and whatever other money they get elsewhere. They've no concept of it. Means they're detached. What do you totally. think? Sinead, Sinead I, they're not paid enough. I'm telling you now, <laughs> politicians are not paid enough for what the crap that they have to deal with. I'm telling you now. And, and, and this is where I think we need to get better people in without being, on, without being slated on social media, without being on the clock all the time. They're 24-7, always being watched. There isn't any money in the world that would pay anyone to go into the job. So stop slating politicians because we need them. Well, I'd them. like them if we there need were politicians them. who were there to actually yeah, do the well, job. They, and not they actually the have to deal with the departments who are the biggest problem, in my yeah. opinion. Uh, so the cost of look I run a restaurant and my costs have gone through the roof uh, double what they were I was paying in January February 2022 and I can't double my prices Jerry. Mm. and I have to so I, I'm actually you know I, I took out I think all of my sa- savings are gone now from f- for, for the first quarter of this year in order to pay my staff so like businesses are going going through, there will be businesses closing down all over this country by by the summer. So I'm telling you that now. What's the answer? Um, well, I don't know why these the prices are going up. Like the energy costs have come down. Yeah. Like the diesel prices, I went it went from two hundred like two euro ten a litre this time last year, and they've gone down to one fifty eight. I think I saw yeah. them yesterday. Yeah. So that has gone back to pre like way pre pre Ukraine crisis. They haven't been back as cheap as that for a long time. Yeah. And I'm just wondering what is the story with have, have they are they just riding across this crisis or this pay increase and then we're ju- they're just saying right we've got the money now off the customers let's just keep going and we're leaving it there and we're leaving it there and it's, it's not, not fair going back. it's not fair yeah. Sinead Cavan and Kira Burke are offering their opinions on late lunch this afternoon just back to the whole area of the cost of shopping the price of things etc I have to say there's a great article today in the Irish Times by Justine McCartney McCarthy if you read it and she covers this whole uh, area and she just just a quote from her uh, Ireland has the second highest food prices in the EU and she's asking why is there no government intervention in the market and I'm getting uh, you're right listeners are on to me here saying the price of diesel it's actually 140 something mm. now somebody on to me there from Kingscourt just said it's even cheaper Jerry as well and I have a huge message there about somebody going shopping and the prices I'll try and get back to it if I can but obviously everybody is feeling this is there price gouging going on what do you think oh I totally think so 
definitely. The, the the big corporates are getting together and saying, right, guys, we're going to keep it at this. Now, nobody, nobody uh, start reducing your prices because we all need to make money. Like, look at the gas companies, the electric companies. They're all making a huge yeah. amount of money. Massive. And I'd love to see, I'd love to see Tesco's bottom line this year. And I'd love to see, um, you know, all the bottom lines from the, the big food companies. Because I, like, I know for, like, for me, I know my butter, I get a two, 25 kg of butter every week for doing baking and all that kind of stuff. It went from 110 euro last year to 217 euro. Um, that's what I'm currently buying. Now, mm. I can't charge double for my scones. I can't charge, like, be, or, let's all have no customers. Now, we also have the, the increase in, in um, well, I personally have the increase in the minimum wage, which means that everyone is looking for an increase. And, you know, like our costs of doing business in this co- country are massive. So it's a sickener to turn the pages right in any of the newspapers and go to the business section and see Airtricity, Electric Ireland, Board Gosh, the ESB, and they're telling us the percentage profits that they have. Mm. And they're in double figures. And you're going, he's only to making that money for stakeholders. What about Joe Bloggs? The only reason you have a business is because we're using your utilities. So we're over a barrel. It's a real case of screw the consumer. And, the, the, you know, they, they just the profits. What's the answer? And this is where, this is the, where the government comes in. This is where the, the government, government has to come in and say and not give not give the 200 a month to, to people because that's going to continue. It's going to go the, back the, to them, absolutely. It's only going to continue. The that? So that they should negotiate down all the prices with You the have a cap on what it. your increases can be, full stop. They okay. should never have been allowed to increase the prices by the 20%. Just, just to go back to Justine's and, and you, to you, Kira. you know, she said uh, the recent example of a chicken Caesar wrap she bought in a retail park, daytime restaurant, €15.90 for the wrap. It was extra if you wanted chips with it. But nearby, she went in and priced it up. There was an identical wrap for €8.50. Yeah, look at the one that's fifteen is probably uh, making money, the and the, yeah, and the one at eight euro is going to be closed like by this time taking next year. I'm telling you now, like yeah. I'm taking the hit every day. Mm. My savings have gone. Um, I'm trying to pay wages today. I was paying it out of any bit of cash that I had. Like I'm telling you, there's going to be pe- people out of business in this country because of this price increase and price gouging that's going on. That's a good uh, message there from Carl and Mornington. Nice to hear from you. The reason why prices for absolutely everything are so high in Ireland is because Paddy takes it. Yeah. We will not get out in the streets and demand things. So greedy companies know they can get away with it here. Just as an example, compare the ticket prices for the boss tonight with other European countries. You know, Carl makes yeah. an interesting yeah. point there. Well, we were talking about it last month when we were talking about the French up in arms um, yeah. and protesting it. And they, you know, the, the yellow vest, that's what it's about. It's about Joe Bloggs getting out on the street and Jane. And and protesting and saying, stop, we need to speak at our feet. And we do. And we, as Irish people, we're not great consumers. We walk out the door having paid and be left with, you know, no arse in our trousers. Mm. And then we'll moan and we'll bitch about it. But we won't actually go back in and go, no, this is actually not okay. And until people start to learn how to do that, don't be moaners. Please become complainers. Please, please, please. Because when you complain, you actually can be heard. And that's when you make change. That message a moment ago, I said, was lengthy. came into us from Chairman Feck and it said, uh, went to a, a branded shop, bought two items, three euro and four euro, went to the till to pay the seven. I was told, sorry, it's 750. Uh, and when I complained, the reply was, oh, somebody didn't program in the new price. Sorry, I would have left them back. 
I hope you did and walked out of yeah, the store. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I no, hope you Sarah, did that. you either give it to me at the advertised at the price. price or tough. Oh, you have to. Yes. And, and, and that listener it. says, I, I don't think this is an isolated incident. Well, look, at you, you experienced anyway, but I hope you did walk out and not pay the money. I, I really do. And this is the thing. People aren't aware of what their consumer rights are. If something is advertised at a set price, the organisation, the company, whatever it is, has to pay and honour the advertised yeah. price. They can't just decide, well, actually, no, it was three euro more. We just forgot to put it on. Tough. Mm. Swallow it because that's anyway, what intervention intervention needed. We're hearing that with yes. the utility companies, with the food, but reduce with, with, with what everybody. they can. Jerry, we need to get on the down. streets and and yeah. ask for this. Like we need to do. Like and then I'm thinking, okay, I said to make the night. I said I'm going to chain myself to the doll. I'm going to chain myself to the doll. But then I might need to go to the toilet. <laughs> what do I do then? So um, <laughs> they like, charge you. Yeah, no, I, I honestly, I there was that many things going on. I was like, why would I be in business? And I got onto my local my local TDs, and you know one of them came along and he says look what can I do whatever and I said look how is one meant to stay in business so I have to just say well like we just need to get on the streets and just need to protest and it's true I mean there's people double job on left right and centre we spent a day yesterday with so many people and there's so many people who are trying to have a business but they're having to supplement by double jobbing elsewhere Mm -hmm. doing whatever they can to pay the bills and that's no life for people there's no quality of life we're supposed to be living in a a period of time where you know we're looking for a four day week yeah, Tell you, I'm struggling to have a six-day well, week. Yeah, here we are. That's, That's the next one. The next we have here. Civil service are looking for a four-day week. Would a four-day week be practical? Do you think? Well, <laughs> in, a, in a word, in a word, we're almost finished. Four-day week, yes or no? Well, not in my business. Um, if for civil servants, they don't answer the phone half the times anyway, so it wouldn't. They're make on a four-day week, aren't they? Not. Some people are in aspects of the civil service, especially nursing or that type of thing. But they do long shifts. That's you know public I mean? service. Yeah. That's different. different. Civil service no, but, is yeah, a different sector. Civil service, they, they only answer the phone until half one. And then, uh, so that's kind <laughs> that's of all you have to. Well, you have to have your dinner break as well. Anyway, I <laughs> have to leave it there, folks, for today. Thank you so much for joining me. Kira Burke and Sinead Cavanagh. Jerry, great. thanks yeah. a Thanks a million. Thank you. Take care. The Balmoral Show. The 154th Balmoral Show is taking place from Wednesday the 10th to Saturday the 13th of May at Balmoral Park, Lisbon. It's a wonderful day out for all the family. It has everything, entertainment, the animals, food, shopping, you name it. And all this week on Late Lunch, we've been giving you the chance to win tickets to the show. All you have to do is identify the noise coming from a farmyard animal. Here's today's. Yes. Hello, Ducky. Yes, it's ducks today, yes, on the farmyard. And winning the tickets to Balmoral show is Geraldine Curran Olahan. Well done to you. We'll be in touch to make the arrangements and enjoy your trip to Balmoral. I guarantee you it'll be fantastic. We also had a TV theme. Here it is.
Sex and the City, of course. We were looking for there. Caroline McGrath, well done to you. You're a winner on Late Lunch this afternoon. Congratulations to you and thanks to everybody who entered both competitions. Do appreciate it. Just reminding you, Drogheda Chamber are holding a speed networking event this coming Tuesday from 9 until 11am in the Mill Enterprise Centre, Newtown Link Road, Drogheda. Registration is at 8.40am and you can get more information from drogheda.chamber.ie forward slash events that's next Tuesday let's do this now on late lunch five four three two one counting down the top five songs from this week of yesteryear and today it's the number one from this very week in 1995 and when I tell you it was the first single from their second studio album called What's the Story Morning Glory I'm sure you have it already written by Mr Noel Gallagher and their first number one on the UK singles chart yes the number one from this week in 1995 is Oasis and some might say some might say that we should Oasis, our number one from this week in 1995 with Some Might Say. David Sheehan joins me to look ahead to the weekend in sport. Afternoon, David. Afternoon, Jerry. Thank you for joining me again. Let's begin tonight with the League of Ireland and Drogheda United in action, the third game in eight days. They welcome Derry City to the Windmill Road venue. Last time in Derry, they stole the win. What about tonight, David? Yeah, first win up there uh, earlier this season. The first time since 2015 that they'd beaten Derry at the uh, Roy McBride as it is, Randy Well. Yeah, tonight like they've been playing really well, Drogheda United, and really they should be further up the table. They, You're looking at the table, looking at the, the form guy. They've lost three out of their last five matches, but they were really good against Bohemians, got nothing from that one. They were pretty good against St. Pat's, got nothing from that. So they've been playing really well on a on a threadbare uh, squad. I mean, talk about being down to the bare bones. They're down to the bone marrow at this stage with the players they've had missing and suspensions, injuries. They've got Gary Deegan back tonight, so I think that'll be a big plus for them. And they've a reasonably good record against Derry as well at home in the last few seasons as well. So I think they'll be pretty confident. They're confident any time they play at home, it seems. You know, they don't kind of fear anybody. Every opposition manager that comes to, to the ground, I speak to them every week, and they always say oh, it's a difficult place to come. It's a tight pitch. We all know this ourselves. So if they, they'll have Gary Deegan back, as I said, if they can have one or two players maybe back from injury or have another week's training under their belt, they should be in better shape. But they're ringing every, every last bit of that, out of that squad and Kevin Dard deserves massive credit for the performances they're putting in. Just, just as an example, they played 90 minutes last week against Shelburne in really warm conditions. They made a substitution in the last minute of normal time. Shelburne made three or four subs at that stage and this is supposedly a part-time team and they were still going strong. So they're a credit to their club at the moment. Hopefully they'll pick up a few more points and won't get dragged into that relegation battle. But they'll give Derry all they, all they want of it tonight. And it's a Derry side coming off the back of a poor, really poor performance against Shamrock Rovers on Monday night. So they'll be looking to prove a point as well. Um, but I would back Drogheda to come away from that one with at least a point because I think they're in really good form and they'll relish going up against uh, a team like Derry City at home. I'll be there myself tonight. I have to say I'm enjoying watching this side more than most. They're a fantastic outfit, as you said. They play till the end. And I, I just looked I was at some of those games myself. They could have had the easy six, seven, and eight more points and they'll be right up the table but there you go got to put the ball in the net hopefully they will tonight That's it. now Dundalk uh, on the bounce here beating Drogheda Drogheda with 10 men 3-2 laid on winning at UCD they go to Sligo tomorrow 
Yeah, and uh, both level on points. I actually was I was slightly surprised. I obviously obviously haven't paid close enough attention to the to the top end of the table because I was sort of surprised to see Dundalk level on points in Sligo because you know you might you might have people believing that Sligo were having a slightly better season than Dundalk, but both level on nineteen points. Dundalk in fourth, Sligo in fifth, and and reasonably similar recent records. Dundalk, as you mentioned, there have won their last two. They beat UCD on Monday and and beat Drahad obviously on the Friday as well. Sligo. I was chatting to a Shamrock Rovers fan uh, about their performance in Tala, and he was really impressed with them. Shamrock Rovers won that game narrowly, but he was really impressed with Sligo. And then they beat St. Pat's on Monday night, which brought the curtain down on Tim Clancy's time in charge at Richmond Park. So they look really good. They've got Max Matta, who's the top scorer in the league and is just scoring for fun at the moment. So he's going to be a big threat uh, for Dundalk. But again, it's tomorrow night, obviously, Saturday night over there. It just depends what sort of performance the Dock put in. They've been a bit patchy of late. Like, they got a, they got a draw against Shelburne, uh, a 10-man Shelburne, and Stephen O'Donnell, I know, came out afterwards and said he was happy with the performance. And I think a lot of the fans were, were, were quite unhappy with the performance, given they the extra man. So they're a little bit up and down. They they got out of jail a bit against Strahada last week with that late, late winner, again against 10 men. So they haven't been playing great, but they've been getting the results. But I think tomorrow is going to be a bit of a step up for them, a real test. And... Um, I think Sligo might just nick that one because at home they're they're you know they're they're kind of a decent side and as I said Max Matter is such a threat so Dundalk are going to have their work cut out to come away from that one with anything I think. Premier League crossed the water. Let's talk about the top two again. Arsenal went top during the week, beat Chelsea. City comfortably passed West Ham. City play first, which is sort of the game in hand against Leeds United. Well, Fireman Sam has been called to the rescue at Ellen Road. Can he stop City? Oh, I think he's going to need um, a miracle, not just to stop City, but almost you know to, to keep them in the division. It's going to be it's going to be very difficult for him. I I believe he's getting three million if they stay up. So three million for four games, uh, not too bad at all. If you can if you can get that kind of work, you're doing all right. And you saw his what you'd call a very bullish press, press <laughs> yes. conference during the week when he said he was as good as any of these cl- <laughs> your clubs, your Pep Guardiola's. So I'll give him one thing: he doesn't lack for confidence and. If he can impart any of that kind of confidence onto his squad, then they'll be rocketing up the table for these last four matches because he certainly uh, he talks good game. But I think, look, he knows it's going to be really difficult. You nearly have to write tomorrow off. If they get anything from it, it would be a miracle, as I said. like they, They've mm. lost four of their last five games. They're in free fall, really, and the, the Grazia appointment didn't work. It almost looks like now they might have been better off sticking with Jesse Marsh and making that change. But look, they are where they are, as they say. So... Look, you, you could not put anything on, on Leeds getting anything out of that game tomorrow. It's going to be the last three matches that they're going to have to try and pull something from. If they did, and he's going to probably need five buses to park in front of that city goal to come away with anything. But <laughs> but look, it'll be interesting to see how they get on and uh, and if he can if he can prove that he's as good as Pep tomorrow, then hats off to him. Newcastle, Arsenal. Newcastle, terrific at home, playing a great brand of football. Arsenal have a few injuries now. We know they have a soft centre. Home win. I don't think so, Jerry. No, I don't think so. You're 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 a very doom and gloom merchant on poor old Arsenal here. Um, I think they've shown a bit more steel this year than 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 they have in recent seasons. And um, but look, yeah, you're right about City or about Newcastle rather. They're so impressive at home, and we saw what they did to Spurs a few weeks ago. I mean, that was just incredible. So yeah, they're going well. Uh, Newcastle. I I think if Arsenal can can um, just, you know, perform to their levels. They were very good against Chelsea the other night, but, you know, St. James's Park is going to be rocking. Um, and I think the way, City, the way Newcastle are going, I think a point away wouldn't be a bad result for Arsenal, but they're going to have to don't have to get the win to try and keep some kind of pressure on Manchester City, but we probably have to concede that the title is over. A tough one for Arsenal, but I, I'm going to back them to come away with a, a score draw on that one. I think it'll be a really good game. 
Relatively quiet weekend on the GA front, but Sunday Sport will feature Offaly against Louth and Clara. The women are out uh, this weekend. Louth come into it mm. having uh, a victory over Wicklow last week. Offaly lost to Westmead. Yeah, funny one for Louth last week. I mean, they were only leading, I think it was by a point at half time, but they ended up like running riot in the second half. Lauren or Laura Collins rather got three goals, Lauren Boyle. Who's always anytime you see Lau's ladies scorers, she's always there with, with a with a big big enough total. She accounted mm-hmm. for two four of their total last week. So her scoring on on her own would have beaten Wicklow last week. So you know, really impressive start. And they they had a really good start to the league. You would remember we were talking about this. They had a really good start to the league. I think won the first two or three matches, maybe four matches, and just tailed off a little bit towards the end. So they had a fairly positive league, even though they didn't get promoted. Uh, Kit Henry's first year in charge. Westmeath. Beat awfully last week by two points. And that was a game that Westmead would have been fairly strong favourites for. And they had to rattle off six or five or six points in a row at the end to win it by mm. two. So that was a tighter tighter affair than many people would have expected. So I think Cloud will have their work cut out uh, against Offaly down there. But I would back them to, to come away with, with the win. You look at the scoring power they have there and I, I, I think they'll do it. But it's... It's going to be tough enough. I think it's going to be a tight one for them. But yeah, live on Sunday Sport and hopefully they'll get the win. David, as usual, thanks a million. We leave it there for this week. Talk to you a week today. Thanks, Jerry. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye, David Sheehan there looking ahead to the weekend in sport. That's a lot on late lunch this afternoon. Big thank you from me to uh, Brian Farley and Eamon Doyle who guided me safely through the last couple of hours to Louise Walsh, my producer. Thanks a million, Louise, to our guests during the week. You are listeners who are with us, with us every day. Thanks so much. Eddie Caffrey's coming next with The Drive here on LMFM Radio. We'll be back to kick it all off again for a brand new week of late lunch, Monday at 1.30. Have a safe and enjoyable weekend. We'll see you then. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Drogheda, Dundalk and Cavan.